0: You're listening to Sin Nation with Art Smitten and we're here with Ben, Sylvia and Christina talking to Izzy roberts Orr of the Emerging Writers Festival. Hello. Hey, how are you guys going? We're good. And how are you?
1: Ah, very well, thank you. Bit of a Sunday, ready for a Sunday afternoon down in the basements, kind of, you know? Yeah, it's that kind well, of that's, day. that's
0: exactly where we are. <laughs> yep. that's convenient. Joining you in
1: your cave, getting away from the sunshine. I'm Perfect. looking forward to going back up into that as well, though. <laughs> yes. Now, Izzy, this is your first year. How do you feel? Do you feel stressed or calm? Um, I feel remarkably calm. Uh, you look which, calm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Every now and then I'm like, I must have forgotten something, you know, should I be freaking out? Mm -hmm. But I kind of, you know, we've programmed the festival, there's, problems are going to come up and we're going to solve them, Mm -hmm. you know, artists being unable to attend now and then having to replace them, that sort of thing. There's no point stressing about it, really, because the festival's going to happen. I think, I'm really proud of the program. I think we've got amazing people involved, so... You know, it's going to happen and it's going to be great. And and I'm really looking forward to it.
0: And that's exactly why you're the artistic director on the festival. (laughs)
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. Are are there any particular events that you're looking forward to?
1: Oh, so many. It's quite a large program, so... Mm. Um, and I, I, it's always hard. It's, it feels a little bit like picking a child mm. to be mm. like, this is my favourite. Um, I'm really looking forward to opening night, though, in particular. That's, uh, you know, uh, at Fed Square in the Deakin Edge Theatre. Some of the people that we've got involved with that this year I think are really exciting. Uh, so poet Omar Seker who is, you know, phenomenal. He's just released his first book, and in the intro to the book he speaks about, you know, I'm a, a queer Arab poet and that's from Western Sydney and that's a rare voice to hear in Australia and it shouldn't be Mm. Um, Yeah, phenomenal performer Um, we've got Rachel Ang is going to be contributing sort of a visual element to the night so she's a, a comics artist and illustrator I won't tell you too much more about that because it's a nice Mm. little surprise. Uh, And then Michael Green and Aziz Abdul-Muhammad, who make the Messenger podcast. So that's uh, Michael's involved with Behind the Wire, which is a refugee advocacy group. And Aziz is actually in detention on Manus Island. Uh, which is, you know, I was going to mm. swear then, and perhaps mm. I won't. Mm-hmm. But my, and Michael's a journalist working in, in Melbourne with him. So they make the podcast through WhatsApp, basically. And Aziz oh. sends him 30 second voice messages at a time, and they sort of patch the wow. podcast together mm. from that. So they will be speaking. Obviously, Aziz won't be present, but his mm. voice will be in the night. Uh, and then we also have uh, our Indonesian exchange artist, Azri Zakia, who will be performing in Indonesian um, with a translation as well so pretty diverse like lineup of interests and perspectives for the opening night but I'm really looking forward to it. Nice. Yeah,
0: you you were saying before that it's sort of rare voices to be heard in, in sort of the Australian public sphere, but shouldn't be. Um, it seems to be a, like a, a really key theme and a really important theme of this festival as a whole. And especially this year, has that been something you've like really actively campaigned for?
1: Absolutely. And I think that's kind of the place of the festival. Mm. Emerging is such an interesting category. Often people are like, how do you define that? Mm. And I'm like, we sort of, like, we don't really. Like, it doesn't mean young, for example. You can emerge at any age. Some people might be emerging as in they've just had their first book published. Uh, Some people might be emerging as in they've just started you know, writing really, or they've had a few pieces published. So it's pretty broad. And there's also, we try to encapsulate storytellers across a range of different mediums. So broadcasters, for example, I would consider to be emerging writers Mm. Um, and podcasters and playwrights and filmmakers and all of the different kind of like media outlets are also emerging storytellers. So it's very hard to kind of, provide a category but the one thing that i would say the festival does is try to be the link between starting and kind of having a sustainable career or a sustainable practice within that storytelling uh and so trying to support people to get to that point so that we don't lose them so that they don't give up so that they don't stop writing poetry about these important things yeah, yeah and then that's part of it as well as making sure that we look at the fact that within traditional media we're getting we're coming closer and closer to a single narrative a lot of the time I think that's really dangerous mm-hmm. I think this is where mm-hmm. really terrible political things happen well, yeah. so the festival is also looking at supporting voices that are counter narratives to mainstream media and I wouldn't say marginalized voices or minority voices I would say counter narratives mm-hmm. yeah
0: has this been difficult for you to organise or has you know there been kind of acceptance across the board on that sort of desire
1: um, I think there's an acceptance of that. Like It's pretty much that submission statement of the festival. is mm-hmm. like we, we kind of have two main streams, um, one of which is professional development. So that could be that some a writer is on a panel for the first time and they're chairing, so they're learning how to do that, and that's their professional development. Or it could be for people who are attending, for example, one of the masterclasses coming along to learn about screenwriting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the other main thing that the festival does is taking the work of emerging writers and bringing it to a wider audience. So certainly part of that as well is trying to make sure that there's a a diversity of perspectives within that. It's so much more interesting, like if you have three people sitting on a panel talking about YA, if Those three people have really similar experiences of that industry uh, or really similar, you know, perspectives in the work that they're writing. The panel's not going to be anywhere near as interesting as if you have three Mm. people who have wildly different experiences Mm, of working in the same medium and can speak to that and Mm. kind of, you know, get a bit of tension and draw things out with each other's, you know, different experiences of that.
0: Yeah, right. Um, So we talked about how how diverse the program is and the diverse voices that are coming forward. There's also a lot of diversity in the types of text forms and media types that are here in the program. Do you have to prioritise new media forms or is there a balance you have to find between the traditional things like novels versus podcasts?
1: So, uh, I guess this is, yeah, it's an interesting question and and those divisions between traditional media and kind of new media, Mm -hmm. I find a little arbitrary to some degree because we have a unique position for this festival where it's a festival for writers. Mm -hmm. So, a lot of other writers' festivals are designed to promote the work of writers to a reading audience who may also be writers but predominantly a reading audience and sell books and that sort of thing. That's not what we're trying to do, if we if people sell their books, like, fantastic, but we, so we're programming with a different kind of core aim, I suppose, yep. which then means that new media, so like, you know, if so, we're not trying to sell something so we, the person doesn't have to have a novel to sell to be on a panel, right. yep. if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that that kind of isn't too much of an issue here. But the other thing is that we, we actually run two festivals. So the other festival we run is the Digital Writers Festival. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. um, and that's on later in the year, but that's a particular space for looking at digital and new media and, you know, innovations in storytelling, if you will. Uh, And there's crossover between the two programs as well. But, yeah, there's no no need to prioritise, like, novel over, you know, short story or podcasting. We try and incorporate and include as much, as many different forms as we possibly can and sometimes within the same event and sometimes not. But, like, the Screenwriting Masterclass is kind of an interesting example of that where Mm. I looked at it really wanting to provide something different within that day so knowing that writers don't always have access to producers for example or Don't understand necessarily, like, don't have access to learning the information about how you go from an idea to getting something on screen and the amount of resources that are required because we're so used to high production values streaming through Netflix. We're just like, yeah, like, that's easy. You can make something that looks that beautiful for nothing, right? It's like, no, actually. (laughs) So trying to make the screenwriting masterclass you know, including producers as well as screenwriters so that people who want to write for screen can ask, like, well, what are you thinking about when, you, when you're when trying to figure out what to give money to? Mm. So you can learn, like, the commercial aspect of that. There's also going to be some people speaking about VR because virtual reality, like, is mm. super interesting, I mm. think. And that's, even for people who are already working in screen media, like, that's the new frontier. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so having those people speak and looking at hybrid practice. So like we have Amos Gebhardt who did this phenomenal installation at Gertrude Contemporary recently that was looking at like gender non-conforming bodies um, and you know, their practice spans from, like, documentary to these, like, wild, beautiful art films. And I think that's really awesome. <laughs> like, writing with image rather than just text. It's so nice to see how passionate you are about it, Izzy. And I'm like, just looking at the list, there's so much on. How did you, my, my naivety, like, how do you choose them? People apply? Like, how did you find everyone and put them all in this huge festival? So the process is we do an open call-out every year. Mm-hmm. And we really listen to that. So I think sometimes when people, are like, apply and then you're like, oh, your chances of, like, being programmed are quite slim. It's like, no, we really – I've read all of those applications. Wow, that's so good. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and make sure that – and so some of the programming comes from that where people will pitch us ideas in their application Mm -hmm. and we'll be like, oh, that sounds really cool. Like, that's obviously – it's come up in ten applications. It's clearly something that a lot of people are interested in. Mm. Let's program something about that. Uh, And obviously, you know, I am one person. Our team is a handful of people it is impossible for me to know about every emerging storytelling practitioner in Australia. So that's where I will learn about new things and new people and work that I'm like, wow, this is super interesting and you're from Perth, so I haven't been exposed to your work yet. Like, awesome, thanks for applying. Like come on over. Let's do it. (laughs) Come on down. Yeah. So that's, that's the main thing. There's like, it's sort of a a balance between putting together the structure of the program and being like, this is what we think we want to focus on. We know that we'll have five masterclasses, for example. So what will they be on this year? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then looking at the open artists call out and also a, a mixture of that and inviting people. We commit to making sure that like every, pretty much every event has like, someone who's like not been programmed before so part of that articulating emerging is also making sure that we include people across the board who haven't had a go yet, rather than emerging being the same people every year for really five good. years. Yeah, <laughs> so yep. fair.
0: Is there obviously this festival is about yeah emerging writers in practice in the early stages. Um, is there anything to gain from people who are not writers? Perhaps might be looking into that as a career or just interested how the writing process works from an outsider perspective. Is the festival suitable for those sort of people?
1: Absolutely. Uh, I think the number one. Places that I'd point to would be the performance events, because okay. if you're not super interested in learning about the craft of writing, like m- you know, maybe you don't want to go to like the industry insiders mm. editors panel, because maybe you don't want to be an editor. That might not be that interesting. Mm. I've, I mean, I think it's interesting, but you know. Mm. So I, would yeah, I'd point to the performance events as a number one. When I, I saw a mate the other day, gave her a program, she was like, "I'm a scientist. I have." Not a lot of interest in learning about the craft of writing. It's like, cool, and circled a bunch of events for her. She'd love tipping points, I feel. Yeah, I think so too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Amazing Babes is a really good one. That sells out every year, so I'm always like, buy a ticket, like, do it. (laughs) Um, and that's you know, women reading about the women that have inspired them. That's cool. It's yep. incredible. It's always a really amazing night. There's the late night lits are a really good one. So there's poetry, collisions and guts. Like there's a there's a couple that are um, with journals, like lit journals. So that's a good one for readers as well. Um, there's a, this really interesting one this year, Literary Live Art, which is over in Footscray and one of our creative producers so we have six creative producers that are interns who get to make their own programming choices so they have an event that they from dot to finish like the whole way through they program everything and we support them and mentor them to learn about how to do that and what kind of thinking goes into our decision making so that they can learn there's not a lot of programming internships so then to get a job like mine can be really hard because yeah. it's like, where did you get the experience from? Yeah. So that's the point of that. But yeah, one of our creative producers, Eleanor has designed this event in Footscray. That's going to be sort of a choose your own adventure. Mm. Oh, and there's kind of uh, readings about performing place. So, which is particularly interesting in Footscray at the moment with gentrification yes. uh, and talking about shifting natures of place. Okay. Yeah. So things like that, that's like, there's heaps of them. That's just a handful, but yeah.
0: Nice. Um, the festival also marks the twenty fifth anniversary of Looking for Oh Brandy.
1: Um, it certainly does.
0: Yeah, as yeah, most of our listeners probably read in high school, at least I did. <laughs> um, so we're all familiar with it. How is the festival marking the um, anniversary?
1: There's a couple of events, um, one of which is a movie night screening for Looking for Ella Brandy. Unfortunately, that's already booked out. Wow. um, Mm -hmm. You know, you can put yourself on the waiting list and hopefully there'll be a few extra seats that come up. A few sick people, Mm yeah. and Melina Marchetta, who wrote Looking for Ella Brandy, is one of our festival ambassadors. That's cool. So she will be speaking at the National Writers' Conference, uh, which is on the weekend in the centre of the festival, the 17th and 18th of June. We have... So we have five Festival Ambassadors, one of which is Melina, and they do this kind of uh, control room sessions where you can ask them questions about their practice, about their work, and really directly ask them for advice and they'll answer all of your questions. It's like a dream come true. Yeah. yeah. That's amazing. And they also do like a five-by-five session which is where they give their like rules for writing uh, and advice so that's a particularly interesting one for writers. Um, and then the final one is we're having a formal Um, So, (laughs) you know, just looking for Alibrandi was so important in high school. It was like a story of first love and, like, finding place and, you know, being the child of migrants in Australia. There's all of these amazing themes going through that and part of it is that high school experience. So we're redoing the formal. (laughs) I feel like I remember mine being pretty average. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm looking forward to that. There'll be a handful of incredible writers reading about their high school years um, and wow. everyone will be dressed up and you yeah. know dancing on the on the you know to some 90s bangers <laughs> it's going to be great that sounds so cool i'm <laughs> so sorry that we have to wrap up though but thank you so much for coming to talk to us so for ticket information everyone can go to emergingwritersfestival.org.au that's the one it's the one and it's running from june 14th to 23rd perfecto amazing thank you so much izzy thanks for having me thank you so Hope it all goes smoothly yes <laughs> definitely